Good morning. Today is Monday, February 15th, 2021. Our Parsha this week, the Parsha of Truma, begins 800 years of uninterrupted service to God through Karbanos, through sacrifices. In our Parsha, we begin by describing the Mishkan, the sanctuary, that became the place where sacrifices were offered, that went with the Jewish people through the desert into Israel for the first 400 years. Eventually, a permanent Beis Amigdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, was built, lasted for another 400 years approximately. And it all starts with this week's Parsha. In next week's Parsha, Tetzaveh, we talk about the way in which this structure, which we describe, start by describing this week, the way in which it's going to be utilized. This is what you will do with the altar. You'll offer a daily offering every morning, a sacrifice every morning, and a daily offering, a sacrifice every afternoon, and all the other sacrifices. It's a little hard for us to understand how it was that the main way of serving God, of coming close to God, was through sacrifices. It seems to us, many of us, it doesn't seem to make sense to us today that that should be a way of serving God. And yet, for 800 years, it was the main way of serving God and coming closer to God. Until there came a time near the end of the first Besamekdash period, where the spiritual decline of the Jewish people caused that Hashem decided that the Besamekdash would be destroyed. And there were prophets, Nevi'im, who prophesied that this was going to happen. This was not a surprise to the Jewish people. And at that time, when prophets were prophesying that the Besamekdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, was going to be destroyed, that the effort and the institution that we first learn about this week in our Parsha will come to an end 800 years later. Yes, there was a second base of Migdash that also lasted for about 400 years, but 800 years uninterrupted was going to come to an end. There was a theological question that existed at that time, and it was a very difficult question. How is it possible that God's house should be destroyed? It's impossible. It's God's house. In other words, the people at the time, the Jewish people at the time of the end of the first base of Migdash, it's not only that they did not believe Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah the prophet, and the other prophets who prophesied that the base of Migdash is going to be destroyed. It's not just they didn't believe him. They threatened him. They called him a heretic. And the truth is, it's a very good question. 
How can you possibly prophesy Yirmiyo, Jeremiah the prophet, Yirmiyo Anavi? How can you possibly say that the, the house of Hashem is going to be destroyed? It's God's house. It's heretical to even suggest that a house, a place that was commanded to be built by God, and it was blessed by God, and it was the place of God, how could it be destroyed? It's as if you're saying that somehow, God forbid, as if you're saying God himself could be destroyed, God forbid. And it's a very good question. And the answer to the question is relevant to us today. The purpose of the sacrifices, which is, after all, the purpose of the Mishkan, as the location of the sacrifices, that purpose is announced at the very beginning of the project. The beginning of our parsha this week, the Torah says, Hashem commands Moshe to command the Jewish people, Va'asuli Migdash, make for me a sanctuary, Vishachanti Besocham, and I shall dwell within you. Next week's parsha, Parsha's Tetzave, the Torah says, Vikidashti is God says, I will sanctify the tent of meeting, the Mishkan, the sanctuary, Vishakanti, and I will dwell in the midst of Bene Israel, the children of Israel. Had God said, Vikidashti is Moed, Vishakanti Basokha. I am sanctifying the sanctuary and I will dwell in it. If God had said, Migdash, make for me a sanctuary for Shachanti Besocha, and I will dwell in it, then the question would be valid. It's God's house. It's sanctified. How could it possibly be destroyed? But that's not what God says. That's not at all what God intends. Rather, I will dwell in the midst of the Jewish people. I will sanctify this Ohel Moed and dwell in the midst of the children of Israel. The reason that I am sanctifying this place and the reason that I will command all of the rituals that will take place there is not because that place is where I am. It is rather in order to create the deepest connection between me, God, and every single one of you Jewish people. It is so that we can be better. It's so that we can live properly. It is so that we can be closer to God, connected to God. And it worked for about 800 years with the sacrifices, achieving that purpose, even if we don't understand exactly how it works. And to us, it doesn't seem to resonate. But the fact is, for about 800 years, it worked as a place that allowed the Jewish people to have this close, intimate, immediate connection with God. Until it started to deteriorate.
after about 800 years. And it no longer continued to serve that purpose of bringing the Jewish people closer to God. The Navi explains what happened. Because people started to say, which is a distortion of how it was supposed to work and a distortion of how it actually worked over most of that 800-year period, people came to say, listen, it doesn't matter what I do. I can do whatever I want to do. All I have to do is bring a sacrifice. Everything will be okay. Once people started to get that distorted idea in their minds, it's no longer working. It's not supposed to be just some kind of ritual, do whatever you want and just bring a sacrifice, everything's okay. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to work in a way that every day, every moment, I feel a connection to God, karban from the word karav, to bring me closer to God. It was sanctified because it was bringing us closer to God. Once it's no longer doing that, once it's no longer achieving the purpose, because people have distorted its meaning and they are utilizing it in an inappropriate manner, it was no longer sanctified. It was no longer fulfilling its intended purpose. And it was no longer holy. It certainly did not contain God. And therefore it was destroyed. And in its place, the Talmud explains, prayer came to serve this role. And once prayer comes to serve this role of the main way, of course, there are many ways to serve God, but the main way that we come closer to God, that we communicate with God, prayer becomes the substitute for the sacrifices. And now that is available to every single Jew, every single person in every single place, not limited to one geographical location every single place and at every single time. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs wrote, prayer for us now is the language of the soul. So when we read in our Parsha, V'shalchanti b'solcham, God's promise, I will dwell within you, that never ceases. Yes, it's true. The sacrifices cease. The building ceases after 800 years. Yes, but the goal of it, the purpose of it, v'shachanti b'sochom, God says, I will dwell within you. That never ceases. It's just that at a certain time, the vehicle for us becomes a different vehicle, the vehicle of prayer. Prayer becomes our conversation with God, our karban in the sense of karav, to come closer to God. And that means that every time we stand in prayer, every time we take three steps forward towards God to begin the Amidah, or informally, Wherever, whenever we are, we turn in our heart to God and we communicate, we speak, we cry to God in our own words. 
we are again entering that conversation with God. We are again bringing to life now God's promise to us in our Parsha, not about the Beis Amigdash, not about the Mishkan, not about the Karbanos. There's no promise that that's going to be permanent. Yes, of course, we pray for it to be restored. We pray for it to come back when Mashiach comes. Yes, but there's no promise from God that that will be permanent. What is a promise from God is that there will always, always be an opportunity for Shachanti B'Sacham, for God to be able to dwell among us and within us and within every single one of us. God will bring close every one of us who turns to God in prayer. So as we learn the Parsha this week with its manifold details and every structure and every item and every material and there are so many lessons to learn about it and we will study them together over the next several weeks. And we think about the immediate goal of creating a place where sacrifices could be offered and understand that that is at a certain time how God intended for us to come close. Let's also keep in mind the true goal, the goal that does last forever and that is available to every single one of us. For Shachanti, not God does not dwell in that building. God is not limited to a building. For Shachanti Besocham, God dwells within every single one of us. And that is available to us through prayer. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.